Is the mitzvah of modesty incumbent upon the wearer or on the gazer? Welcome to the Transformative Daf. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 45 of Tractate Nazir, and we learn that while we should all strive to dress modestly, we must also do our best to avoid situations where our eyes may go astray. Welcome to the Transformative Daf, and thank you for being my Chavrusa today. I like to begin with a story. When King Yanai was killing the sages, Yeshua ben Prachda and his disciple escaped to Alexandria in Egypt. When there was finally peace between King Yanai and the sages, Shimon ben Shetach sent a message to Yeshua ben Prachda, From me, Jerusalem, the holy city, to you, Alexandria of Egypt. My sister, my husband, is located among you, and I sit desolate. The head of the sages of Israel is out of the country, and Jerusalem requires his return. Yeshua understood the message and arose to return. Along the way to Jerusalem, he stayed at a certain inn. They treated him with great honor. Yeshua ben Prachnia declared, How beautiful is this inn! But my teacher, his disciple responded, thinking he was referring to the innkeeper's wife, her eyes are a little narrow. Rabbi Yeshua was shocked. Wicked one, he said. Is that what you're thinking about? The appearance of a married woman? He produced 400 chauffeurs and ostracized him. The disciple appeared before Rabbi Yeshua several times and entreated him to accept his repentance, but the teacher ignored his pleas. One day, Rabbi Yeshua was reciting Shema when his disciple came before him with the same request. He was moved to accept the request and signaled to him with his hand to wait until he completed his prayer. But alas, the young man did not understand the signal and thought, He is driving me away. On that day, he resolved to be a thorn in the life of his teacher and all of Israel. Today's stuff discusses the difference between the consecration ceremony of a male and female Nazir. He shaves his head publicly, but she does not. Why? Let's look at the Gemara. Rabbi Shimon Shizuri says, The phrase, And the male Nazir shall shave his head at the entrance to the tent of meeting, comes to exclude the female Nazir lest the young priest become aroused by her. He said to him, According to your statement, the case of a Sota will prove otherwise, about whom it is written, and he shall set her before Hashem, and yet we are not concerned that perhaps the young priest will become aroused by her. He said to them, In this case she applies eyeshadow and blush, whereas in the other case she does not apply eyeshadow and blush. Let's analyze the Gemara. Think about it. The priests were in the midst of their holy work. The young lady was performing her sacred Nazir service, and yet the Torah is concerned that they may become distracted. If that's a concern amidst the holy temple service, then we should most certainly be wary of all the lures of 21st century conduct and attire. It's far from easy to maintain our status as a holy nation in today's decadent environment. We live in a world today when distraction is not even a click away. It's not a matter of seeking it, you simply can't escape from it. The question is how to deal with it. Already from days of yore, the sages placed safeguards to protect a person from looking at sites that might diminish one's sanctity. The Talmud teaches, and it's codified in the Shulchan Aruch, that one must take the long way home rather than walk past the riverbank and be distracted by the sight of the young ladies as they do their laundry. When people debate whether it's okay to be in certain settings and places, those questions were already dealt with long ago. It's important to emphasize that Judaism 
it's not like certain other cultures that place all the onus of modesty on the women, insisting they cover themselves from head to toe. The sages didn't tell the young ladies not to do their washing in public. They're allowed to go about their regular lives without worrying about who's watching. It's incumbent upon the men to go the long way around. Likewise, they didn't tell the ladies to avoid applying eyeshadow and blush when attending temple service. They just thought it would be preferable if they applied their makeup privately because there was no long way around for the temple priests to avoid the distraction. In recent years, there's been a disturbing development among certain cultish groups that require their women to cover themselves completely. Such behavior has no basis in Judaism whatsoever. Our Gemara clearly celebrates the Nazarite woman beautifying and adorning herself for her completion ceremony. Undoubtedly, dressing modestly and appropriately is one of the distinct challenges of our day and age, both for men and women. While it may not be within our purview to decide what anyone else is wearing, we all have free choice to decide where we cast our gaze. Think about like Lush and Hara. Is gossiping bad? Well, technically, only if someone else is listening. Certainly, one should strive to avoid improper thought and speech at all times. Nevertheless, if nobody's listening, then strictly speaking, it's not Lush and Hara. It's just an, an individual talking to himself, which means that it's really the listener who is affecting the Lush and Hara. Modesty is not exactly the same because our sages enjoin us to be modest even when no one else is watching in the privacy of your own bedroom. In fact, even in the restroom, one should only expose as much as is necessary. For God is omnipresent and we must always conduct ourselves modestly before him. Nevertheless, while it might not be a perfect analogy, it should give one pause. Yes, you must protect your personal kedusha. But as the Gemara teaches, the obligation generally falls upon you to guard your eyes and look away when you encounter immodesty. May you forever maintain the sanctity of your priestly service on earth, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. If you've enjoyed being my Chavrissa today, please consider purchasing the book series or partnering with the Center for Torah Values as we show the value of Torah and instill our values with Torah. Check it out at transformativeduff.com and across social media at Rabbi Daniel Friedman.